Talk yeah. about Casnary a little bit. How did you come up with your concept? And tell me about the products that you actually did launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cadnary, um, the term, the actual term of Cadnary, it's um, it's an engineering architectural term. Um, it is the shape created by a hanging chain. Um, so we thought that was really perfect. A, because Cat is in it. That was like amazing, beautiful. Um, but secondly, is that that's a, a really graceful shape. Um, uh, it's if you're familiar with like Herman Miller, that is their logo shape, which we didn't realize until afterwards. You're like, oh, that is a catenary curve. Um, and uh, also it's really strong. Um, it is built, uh, it's built in a lot of bridges, a lot of arch, like the St. Louis arch is a great example. That's a catenary curve. It's upside down, but it is a curve. Um, and so it, it was a great representation of us and it was, uh, the marrying of form and function, which is exactly what we're all about. Um, so that's uh, where the concept, um, like, came, like the name came from. Hi guys, welcome back to Coffee and Crazy People. I am Alexis Ward and I wear many hats, but today I'm representing the cat farm. Uh, today, I have Wixie with us. She is the owner of Catenary, a new cat product organization, and I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you started Catenary? Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you so much again for having me on. i um, really excited to, to keep talking about Catenary. Um, so Cadenary is uh, a minimalist cat furniture brand and company. Um, we started four months ago, so we're really new to this space. Um, so we're just really excited to keep telling everyone about it. Um, definitely that I got into it um, as the founder because I had a cat myself. I've had my cat for 10 years. His name is Owen. Um, he's turning 12 very soon. And he is just the sweetest awesomest boy ever. Um, but I've been shopping for him for like 10, 12 years. Like it, and it was always hard because we have a really minimalist, like white blank space aesthetic. And a lot of times cat furniture is is the the other spectrum, the complete other spectrum. So there are some other there are some other products out there that will do the trick, but it really was just such an endless sea of pages of products that compromised either aesthetic or functionality like it might be good for the human but it might not be great for the cat or it might be great for the cat not the human and so that really was what jump-started it all and yeah there's there a lot of fun story there but that's that's it all started because it was my own problem that I had to solve I really wanted to have something beautiful and functional for myself and for Owen yeah, I think that's fantastic. That was going to be my question. It's like, okay, like, where where did this idea come from? So having Owen, having your own experiences, like how, I know you just started four months ago, but like how long in the making was the journey to get to that start at four months? And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what, what kind of research went into, you know, designing your product. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, so much. It's, it's such a long-winded, it, it, you know, we've been launched for four months. I, I think that's a great question. Um, but definitely the idea had been baking for uh, close to like nine months. Yeah. And um, you know, building up the website, designing the product. Um, so actually how Cadnair really started was actually we were designing a litter box product. I think that the biggest problem for all cat owners, number one problem is always um, the litter box. And then the number two became became the aesthetic of it because um, we have a litter box, but it was never pretty. So we were designing a litter box um, and we got really far with it. We um, had designed out how it would look, how it would function. It was somewhere between like um, a like the, the really robotic, um, super automatic ones and between the manual ones. So it was like semi automatic. And that's still a product that is within our like horizon at some point. Um, but we got as far as we designed it and we got it 3D prototyped um, and it was very expensive to do that whole process. Um, while we were doing that, we were also developing the brand, which is Cadenary. And 
and just looking through more and more products and filling out all of the, the gaps and the spaces of what, what is missing for us? Like, yes, it started with the litter box, but there's so much more than that. Like we don't have bowls, we don't have beds. Um, so the litter box got to a point where we um, could have, we could have gotten to a, a second and a third prototype, which is what we needed. Um, but we didn't have enough funding at that point to do that. And so we were like, okay, we love this litter box. This is not a project for our company right now. We have to put a little pin on this one. And so Did we started, your heart? yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, it hurts so much. I was like, this is the hero product. This is it. Like, this is amazing. It's so beautiful. Um, it's going to be so functional. It solves everyone's problems. And um, it, we just had to pause. It's, it's not stopped. It's just paused. Um, and, and then we went on a journey of designing other products and we, we spent so much time designing product. Like most of our lives is it's myself mainly, but also my partner, Matthew, um, we design product all day. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the, that, that is, takes months. Um, so then beyond that, also then building out the website, looking for a manufacturer who can make our product um, and just building out like content, like, you know, how can you show a physical product without amazing photos to back it up? Um, and it, it took, yeah, up to, I think like six months right before launch. Um, and then, and then it all came at once. I like, personally, I was like, I set this date, it was May 7th. I was like, like there's nothing in the way I can't keep pushing it back single the mile just happened like May 7th is the day it's a nice Sunday like everyone's just relaxing and and just having like in good spirits um and yeah I like kept hacking at it the I it's hard to be an entrepreneur and not a perfectionist I think and so there were times where I was just working on this on the website like for hours and hours and I kept being like, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. But that day I was like, nope, we cannot be, it is good enough. It, it looks really good. Like everything's all together. Our inventory is here. We got to launch and May 7th we launched, but yeah, it's a, it's a long journey always leading up to it and, and still more to go for sure. Yeah, it's a journey not only for the business but for yourself, right? Like you, you know, as you're talking, because uh, my story is really similar. Where it's like, okay, like I, I thought I was gonna go a different direction, and then it changed, and then it changed again, and then it changed again. But we'll get into all those later. But like that journey of, uh, you know, having to put all these things together, being a perfectionist, being able to let go at some point. Um, and then same thing, like we launched a year, year and a half ago, and it was in May as well. Um, May 21st, I was like, you know what, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And yeah. so screw it, let's just do it. I know that it's not what I want it to be, but it's good enough. And then, you know, learning from that, those experiences too, the feedback from people, you know, and like, okay, maybe, maybe I don't need to be so... Uh, perfectionist, you know, when it comes to, you know, how, how these things roll out and, and what my expectations are. So yeah, I hear a lot of that in your, in your storytelling. So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we have, you know, it, it's, it's hard to like, cause you know, you're, it's your, it's your like baby in a different way. Like you're really growing it and you put all your time energy and you're probably obsessed. You probably think about it 24 seven. You probably I dream like, about it. Do you ever dream <laughs> about it? <laughs> all the time I'm shocked by how much I dream about it I'm like <laughs> like I just had this like crazy amazing dream and yeah um yeah and and there's like a gap between like when you first start creating stuff there's like people don't tell you that there's a gap between what you're capable of imagining and doing and the the what you're able to execute on and you know you you hack at it you keep hacking at it to close that gap of where what you're imagining of like product, website, content, everything up to what gets put out into the world. And I feel that in the past four months, I've done a really good job of like closing that gap more and more to, and, and so that things don't get delayed the way that the first launch was because there is are always gonna be a side of you that wants to be a perfectionist, but th that's what the, the hard part is, is like is, is closing that. So you can create things and push things faster into the real world so 
yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I'm sure you've had a similar experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I had never done any products before, so that was an entirely new journey for me from the get go. And then we're talking for me, I do, you know, pet products, ingestible pet products, ingestible people products. So then like getting into the food manufacturing is a whole different journey. I was like, I, I have, I'm completely out of my element, <laughs> but I've learned so much and I know what I will do differently next time. And, you know, like you learn how to build partnerships and, you know, finding the right manufacturer is such a critical element. I don't think people realize <laughs> They're just not enough good. Uh, there's not enough good help these days, guys. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. So, it's um, true. Talk yeah. about Catenary a little bit. How did you come up with your concept? And tell me about the products that you actually did launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Catenary, um, the term, the actual term of Catenary, it's um, it's in the engineering architectural term. Um, it is the shape created by a hanging chain. Um, so we thought that was really perfect, A, because cat is in it. That was like amazing, beautiful. Um, but secondly, is that that's a, a really graceful shape. Um, uh, it's if you're familiar with like Herman Miller, that is their logo shape, which we didn't realize until afterwards. You're like, oh, that is a catenary curve. Um, and uh, also it's really strong. Um, it is built uh it's built in a lot of bridges, a lot of arch, like the St. Louis arch is a great example. That's a catenary curve. It's upside down, but it is a curve. Um, and so it, it was a great representation of us. And it was uh, the marrying of form and function, which is exactly what we're all about. Um, so that's uh, where the concept um, like came, like the name came from. Um, but product wise, yeah, so exciting. Um, you'll see that there's a lot of minimalism and a lot of like curvature also. So our very first product and is our best selling product right now because it's our first product um, is our bowls. Um, so we have two of these. This is um, the elevated halo and this is our halo bowl. They're made of ceramic. They're very beautiful, um, very purposefully beautiful, but they're also really functional. We made it a wide and shallow design, which present, prevents risk or fatigue. And then I don't know, um, like I think some people are really aware of this and some people aren't, is that an elevated bowl will really help your cat like have a better uh, positioning. Like it's more ergonomic for their digestion. So when, especially like more senior cats, I think that's when people get really aware of it. They're like, oh, if my bowl is up higher, it does help them. They don't have to stretch as far. It's good for if they have arthritis. Um, so, but any age has health benefits to having a higher bowl. Um, and so what's also amazing about these is that they're also stackable. So because they stack, you can get a really custom elevation. Maybe you have a really tall cat, like like you've maybe the Maine Coon breed and those are big guys. And if you're like us, we have an American short hair. He's a smaller guy, so he prefers just this one. Um, but that uh, we really thought about all like form and function of like, yes, it's beautiful, but it needs to be able to like be great for the cat. And so we think we've really nailed it down with this first product. Um, and that's number one, which has been really exciting. Last week, we launched our second product, which Yay. was awesome. <laughs> it was such a journey. Um, and to your point about um, manufacturers and finding people, it's really hard. I, I actually, I got turned down by at least a dozen uh, manufacturers who said, I can't do this for you. Um, we don't have, we don't know how, we don't know, like um, it's too expensive. So many things, I got so many reasons. But this is Moon. This is um, a cat bed, a cat cave. Um, you know, uh, cats really love being enclosed. It helps them feel secure and safe, especially you know from the wild. Um, so we created a cave. This is perfectly round, which is the hard part about making this guy. As you see, a lot of igloos actually. The igloo shape is not as difficult to create because um, the flat structure is gives it that round shape easily. But making a perfectly round is really hard. But we were really inspired by the boucle ball pillows like the sky that are really having a moment right now. And so we like that this would you you wouldn't be able to tell that this is a cat bed this way. You would just think this is a cushion. 
but it is functional in that it is a cat bed. And it also is modular in itself too. You can take out the cushion and you can compress it and it will turn into like a more uh, traditional cat bed that people are more used to. Excellent. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. And so we really, again, it goes back to uh, what we're all about, form and function. It's not just pretty. It's really, really like helpful to your you and your cat's daily lives. Our motto and slogan is transform life at home for you and your cat. Um, because there is, we want to, we want it to be completely different. Like what you thought, what you imagine when you go on Amazon or Chewy or whatever, and you look at cat products, what that is telling you about what your life should be like with cats, we want to rewrite that. It should be completely transformed in our opinion. So yeah, it's been very exciting. Yeah. This is moon and, and the bowls are halo. Halo and moon. I love it. I have some of your halo bowls and uh, it's really funny because um, yes, I knew about whisker fatigue. I knew, you know, like getting height and elevation will help with them, you know, because my cats get food everywhere. And so <laughs> it does like that. And then like they get, I guess, a lot of air, like when they're yes. swallowing. So like yeah. I have one in particular, she'll puke a lot. So um, yeah. it has helped. It's funny, like, you know, and so me as a cat person, like I've got literally I've got six bowls on the ground and like yeah, I put yours yeah. out there. The cats fight to eat out of your bowls. They don't want to eat out of the other. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they do look really nice. And so, you know, my aesthetics a little it's a in between. Right. I like, uh, you know, modern clean lines, but I also like um a little bit of maximalism thrown in there. So you're going to find weird stuff like Bruce Lee on my wall, or uh, I have a lot of skeletons. I don't know. So, <laughs> but I really like that the, it just, it blends in really well with, you know, in my kitchen, like it doesn't, it's not an eyesore. So I really do like them. I appreciate them and they're easy to clean. And like I said, the cats, they, they prefer to eat out of them than the other bowls. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there there always be a world for like maximum. Like we have some maximum. It's not like our house is totally empty. It's that there's such a small amount of options for the opposite side of it. So, yeah, you always have. I think like the fun things. Like I like we have. You know the the squishmallows. I don't. I don't know if like they made a cat bed love those so cute so soft <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's it's a different it's a different color palette it's a different vibe and that's we're not here to compete with them it's like we're here to join them <laughs> yeah exactly because there's so you know just like cats different personalities people have different personalities and likes and um you know i love your motto you know like just make it better for everybody so i think that's fantastic so Awesome. So what's the goal now? What's the plan? You're four months in. What do you envision catenary looking like in a year or two? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's, that's so exciting. Um, a loaded question for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, I will say, uh, like, uh, as of last week, also, we started our first partnership with a the retailer. They're um, a pet boutique. They're called Home and Hound in San Diego. Um, and so that has been, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a physical space. And I think it's important. I, the thing is, is like when you're shopping for your cat, even though you are the shopper, you're not the true decision maker. The true decision maker is your cat, whether your cat likes it or not, you know, even though you can have, you know, you can know your cat very well and you can have hints of that. You're, you're taking a little bit of a guess. Um, and when you're doing it online, you're taking a bigger guess than if you were seeing it in person. So I think that this next year will be really focusing on working with other um, boutiques um, that are the same um, brand alignment as us, that have the same vision of a more minimalist modern home um, and having more of our products within their retail spaces. Um, we, and we really stand by that. We actually like had a conversation with um, HomeSense, which is like home goods in Canada. And unfortunately, that wasn't a match, um, but there's a lot of interest for getting our products into retail stores. So we're excited to keep expanding in that direction, um, given the right partnerships. But 
yeah, that's that's the next year, I think. Uh, beyond that, um, I, it could go in so many directions. I think we're we're hacking at this part of it so hard. I don't want to I don't want to make any projections yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you don't want to um, uh, mess it up for yourself one way or if it changes, right? Like you've already had to pivot once. You never know, right? <laughs> yeah, you, there's a lot of pivoting for sure. So how do you make these strategic decisions around who you partnership with? Yeah, um, I think first, the, the biggest thing is that they have, you know, we're, um, we're going to be first and foremost, always um, a direct to consumer brand. So it's so important to us that we're building a community like uh, the people who purchase from us, like I talk to customers all the time and they love our products as much as they love catenary, like what we represent and where we want to take our cat world. Um, and so I think the number biggest, most important thing is that the partnership is that they have the same respect for us as themselves and that it's like, it's a good fit um, that we believe in the same things. Uh, we wouldn't be at a Petco or you're not going to find us um, at on Chewy or on Amazon, because um, we have different values. We believe in different things. Like um, those are marketplaces that believe in providing options. And for us, we're, we're we believe in providing like like beauty in the world, like our our version of beauty. So I, that's definitely the number one most important thing. Um, beyond that, there's not nothing too crazy. <laughs> that's uh, just a shared vision. Yeah. And there are a lot of people out there, um, I think, um, that, and maybe there are people out there who haven't like fully, like they'll be shopping on like, like All Modern, for example, has um, cat products. Um, they might be shopping there. Um, I'm sure at some point, like lines like CP2 and they'll have, they'll start creating stuff like that. I'm sure that that will come into the world in, in the future. Um, but uh, a lot of people, yeah, they shop on Amazon and, and Chewy. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to not go there because there's so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But it does get overwhelming, right? Like I've, I think I've kind of turned, what is it, a 180? I've done a 180 where like, I, if I try to shop online these days, I get like extremely overwhelmed. Maybe because mm -hmm. I spend so much time on a computer or online. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I prefer now to go somewhere. Like if I really need to, to buy something, I was like, I want to see it. I want to physically touch it. And I don't know if I just need to be out in the world because <laughs> there's, there's also a personal need. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that are experiencing the same thing because too many options is like I don't know what to do I don't know what to choose so yeah um, I think that can be a downside to some of those marketplaces for sure yeah options paralysis yeah, yeah. and I, you know and the other thing is like the pet industry largely doesn't have brand loyalty I think also and we want to break that too because yeah we don't yeah we don't want to provide options paralysis like we really want you to think of us be like, you know, sh let me look at catenary first before right. I think about Amazon. And uh, because, you know, they, they actually like, they may mean something to me and we want to be that because yeah, we want to be better than Amazon, not in the options way, but in the way that like our curation of products is what you need before you need to go somewhere else. Yeah, your brand will stand out because of the quality and care that you've put into your products. So when you have those people that are receptive to that, they're going to want to come to you first. You know, it's the find your tribe group, right? Like it's, yeah. they, they, they're out there. Have you experienced that already? Like, you know, being four months in, when was that? Because I'm sure it's scary, right? You're designing a product, you're trying to launch, you're like, how are people going to embrace this concept that I've spent so much time on? What, was, yeah. what were some of those reactions that you got and, you know, what were the fears that you had of launching your, your product? Yeah. Oh gosh. So many, I think definitely I, I took more risk than probably I would advise someone else to, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think, I think part of why that was, was because I am the customer, like I'm designing for me 
and there are I know there are other people out there like me so I had some security in the sense that like when it came down to it I was like okay I'm a woman I'm between the ages of 25 to 35 I live in a more urban area I was like there has to be other people like me so I think there was some security and when I was of like making that approach of course I was like I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to that. I, I really hope not, but that was in the back of my mind. Um, but on launch day, you know, um, there's this um, Netflix show called like, I think it's How to Live Your Rich Life, I think is, is how it's called. Um, and it's really about, it's about like, uh, it's not about like making the most money of all time. It's, it's about how do you um, use your money wisely to the places that matter. And he has an episode about bu building a business. And, and he's like, um, you should really focus on your first three customers. Your first one can be like your mom or your dad. And your second one can be a friend or a grandpa. But your third one, your third one's not a fluke. And on launch day, my first two orders were friends, um, great people in my lives, lucky to have them to support. And they have cats of their own. Um, and they bought and the third person was a stranger it was a woman um also here in the austin area like found us because um we were we were putting ads out in the austin area and and she bought and that was within like i think like five hours of launching and that it was so much it was such an amazing moment it was like validation of like just the strongest hold of like like yes like there are other women out there, there are other people out there that that feel the same way and need the same thing um and so that was the first moment that was like okay my community i'm i'm right the community's out there i'm gonna keep looking for y'all like i'm coming for y'all um and uh and yeah and now day by day the more customers that we have um i talk to customers every time someone orders, I talk to them. Um, even leading up to it, I try to talk to, like, I try to talk to people that might become customers and like get feedback. And there really is, um, there is a definitely that community there of like, I'm having the same issue. And I can't, it's so amazing that you exist. I'll get messages like that on our Instagram saying like, oh my God, I'm so glad I found you. I just got a cat. I've been looking for cat furniture that, that fits my aesthetic. So definitely a hundred percent, like, my like my tribe is like it's been growing and I've been really feeling that and part of it is because I spend so much time talking to people because I want to get feedback I'm like do you love this like you can tell me the truth <laughs> like what don't you like about it I'm I'm not like I just want to know and I don't know if people are too nice or it really is that good we haven't gotten anything that was like I wish this or I wish that um so it's it's been it's been blooming and it's been really amazing to like be the firsthand person that experiences that yeah, yeah um, fantastic I love it um I, the validation is important and I'm <laughs> I'm excited for you that you got that so early right like in the in your journey because I'm sure it motivates you right Keep oh my going. gosh <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> I'm like you believe in it too thank you so much <laughs> Yeah, I spent a lot of time thanking people. I'm like, thank you for your support. Thank you so much for following us. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. So did Owen get to test your products? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's a line officer. He, that's all he does. He just lays around, looks cute, and uh, takes amazing photos. But he tests all our stuff. Um, and he tests a lot of stuff. Like like the products that exist, there are there are there's like around it like for every one product there's like three or four other products that he tried and did not work out so um nothing nothing fun to show about it just that they were just um tests and experiments um yeah we if if our cat doesn't like it like how can we think that another cat will like it like we're we're the source like in our opinion so um, and we have friends that we have like tried to go over and like try other products, but it's not as common because like our cat is, I think he's the perfect mix of like picky and also um, uh, like lenient, like he'll, he'll trust in me. And so he'll be like, okay, if you want me to, I'll try it. But if I don't like it, I will tell you. <laughs> so um, yeah. And that's a, that's a fear of a lot of people, right? Cause it goes back to um, you are not, even though you are the buyer, you are not the actual true decision maker. A lot of people experience that. They're like, I really like your stuff, 
but you know, I'm just not sure. Um, Cause I'm just afraid that he just won't like it or she just won't like it. And that's a, it's a, a common problem. We, we experience it ourselves too. So, yeah. Absolutely. Buyer's remorse, right? And especially with the, with your picky cats. Well, that's why I've got six bowls, right? Because <laughs> this one didn't work, so I had to go buy another one. But <laughs> I test a lot of things with my cats, too. I have three. And, um, yeah, same thing. If they don't eat it, hmm. not going to not gonna do it. Like, it's just absolutely not. And, like, especially if none of them. I was like, okay, if we get two out of three, we got, we got a winner. But... If yeah. none of them will touch it, I'm like, nah, get that out of here. <laughs> I, I won't sell it. I just won't. So I try to make sure, you know, you put a lot of time and research. And I do test products with other people as well, like who are interested. I come from a cat family. So that's so nice. We have, yeah. we have lots of cats uh, across my sister and my brother and my mom. And so we're like, all right, all the all the family cats get to try everything. <laughs> I know know. we got a lot of test subjects so so when you were starting your business like where did you go for not resources but advice like was there someone that you tapped into you know just kind of help uh you know pick their brains or help you with your design aesthetic and sorry because this is how I do I always double up questions because it pops up into my head um like you have a creative background I'm assuming because you know a lot about design so I'd like to hear a little bit about that too yeah um I actually um I actually am a sales and marketing background um that's like uh what I was doing for nine years um and I worked at a lot of um like small to medium startup companies so you know, often when you have, you work at companies like that, you wear a lot of hats, like a lot, a lot of hats. And so I really touched every facet of like sales and marketing. Like I was, I was an account executive. So I was the one like prospecting at some point, but I also did digital marketing. So I ran SEO and, and, and Google ads. So there was such a, like, I really lean the, like uh, the success so far of Cadenary to those nine years of of just skill stacking of just like, I would take on any role that came my way that was interesting to me. And I would, I'm very, very good at learning a skill to the 90% very quickly. So, you know, I would, I would work on these projects, like build out these roles and these structures, and then a specialist would might come in and take it on, but I would keep doing that. Like at every company, that's like really how uh, my, my career went. So Eileen, I, like I didn't have exactly someone to go to advice to. I think that all the mentors that I had all those nine years stayed with me. And I would think about like, what would Patrick do? And, and what would Chloe do? And what would Noah do? And like all these people that have, that influenced me and like made me grow um, like intellectually in my professional life. Like they just, I just, they stayed with me. And so I think that's really what I, uh, has led up to Canary being what it is. Um, just, just all of the culmination of all those experiences. I don't think I would be able to start Catenary uh, even like one or two years ago. I think that um, my, my last role at my last company um, like built up my skills so much. Um, and I think that's what for any entrepreneur when you're like pre 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 your own thing is what it's about. It's about regulating yourself, like not just like professionally, but also like, like diet and lifestyle and mentality. I think mentality is the biggest thing because you, you take on risk. There's always fear that comes with that. Um, so leading up to it, it was like, like all these people like gave me their words of wisdom, um, of like how to be more resilient, what to do in the face of challenges, what to do in the face of doing something new that no one has ever done before, that is the unknown. Um, and then and then skill stacking, just taking as much as possible from every role that I had. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't have a true person. I lean on my partner, Matthew, a lot. He's my, he's, he's like at times like, because he's not as like, 
invested in it as I am. I'm like the most invested. He can sometimes be my my sounding board and he, I really lean on him a lot for stuff like that too. Um, but design wise, um, it is, I will send stuff to friends and be like, is this pretty to you? Or do you think it's ugly? <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, um, just to get a feel. Um, and I think, I think though, like, until we get the prototype created, no one reacts like the, they don't, until they see the actual thing, they're like, it's fine. Like, it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like it could be nice. It could not be nice. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But when they see the prototype, they're like, oh, this is nice. This is really nice. And like, great. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I wonder it's like if they just don't want to put input into it at that stage <laughs> or if the reality is like they just can't visualize it because it's like it's your idea, right? They can't fully see it till it's, you know, materialized. Exactly. Uh, that's I interesting. Think, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm the opposite where I like I when I when I started my products, I had the vision and I wanted it that way. And I didn't ask anybody's inputs because it would dilute my my vision yeah. because I'm a people pleaser. So then that was my fear is like, oh, I'm going to change something because somebody gave me this advice. And then I'm not going to it's not going to be truly the product that I was looking for. Uh, so I grappled a lot with like, uh, do I get advice? Do I not get advice? Um, and then a lot of people would get mad because then I, I'd ask advice and they'd be like, no, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like. I like it like, too why did you ask me? I was like, yeah. well, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Because so I do like the, the conversation, right? Like being able to have sounding boards, being able to get the thoughts out of your mind and kind of really, I don't know, there's something about playing in the air with the, the concepts, right? Like you can, I don't know, it's like minority report. You just want to move it all around <laughs> and visualize it, right? You can't yeah. do it all internally. You got to speak it into existence, so to speak. So that, that is definitely true. I think for me, I'm so critical. I like look at things. I'm like, I'm like, is this good? Is this that good? I'm like more critical of myself. And so it takes a long time for me to get it out of my head. Uh, like I have to go through my own like judgment, like <laughs> of like, is it good? Like, and I'm, I'm like thinking of like every possible reason why it's not good. And then and then it gets out to like a second round of like, oh, like, what do you think? Like, I think it's good, but what, like, so I, like, I think, I think I do the same thing as you similar, but for opposite reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I don't, yeah, but it's, I mean, product's always hard. It's a, uh, yeah. Cause it's your vision. How do you, like, I think very few people in the world are really, really good at communicating vision. Like vision is like, conceptual uh, a lot of times you know product you know yeah it becomes more materialistic but you know the start is always just the concept yeah how can we get better at communicating vision like just in general I think it's, it's such a valid point like it's it's something I feel like I struggle with like not just with my business but just communication in general it doesn't seem to resonate sometimes with people uh, you know if I'm trying to explain something to them so and you hit a nerve with me is all I'm saying I, I would like advice on how to be a better communicator <laughs> same like let's let the world out there let us know yeah. yeah absolutely put your advice in the comments please please we need them yeah. it's probably just such a work in progress I'm sure someone out there someone more senior will be like just start commenting but yeah I, I think it goes back to like there's a gap of like your vision to the execution. There's still, it's always gonna be that way. Cause also like, I think the thing about, at least for Catenary, like we'll always be making new stuff. It's not gonna be stuff that has existed ever before. So we're gonna keep like pushing like and, and having to like explain to people. I see it happen also with manufacturers. Like, and I think that's part of it where like I can only draw like so much of a, a prototype of like, like this is what it would look like. And then like, it would be like this kind of fabric or like this kind of material. Um, and some people, they get it. They're like, then those are the people that I end up working with. They're like, they're like, I understand you. Let's like, I, I can do this. 
um, like let's 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 go for it. Um, and then if it for some people like there are it takes a few more messages, a few more drawings, and I, I've learned is that those are people that I tend end up not working with, or I push through and I do try to work with them, and we do the prototype and it doesn't come out well. So there's something about that communication aspect also with just like people you partner with too. Yeah. The space in between, let's talk about that. What happens in that space between concept and execution? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, I mean, you can just pick any kind of example, but you know, I'm, I'm visualizing, you know, a lot of conversations, a lot of, you know, back and forth or drawing or decision-making because yeah. something you wanted couldn't be done maybe, or yeah. you know, lots of highs and lows. <laughs> we need a, a name for that space, right? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. The gap. Just the gap. <laughs> like the gap at the shopping mall. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I definitely, like, product is an easy example of that experience, but also, like, uh, creating, like, you know, we do a lot of Instagram content. Um, we do a lot of, uh, like, we do all of our website content. So there was also that gap of, like, you know, we knew what type of photos and what we wanted it to look like, but what kind of camera do you use and what kind of lighting do you shoot in and what are the best angles that shot in what pictures resonate the most with people. There was such a, a learning curve there between the like, I see it and to what does that end picture actually look like does it even look good on a website because there you could take a photo and it might look great on the camera and it won't translate when you put it on your website or put it on Instagram. So there's a gap, I think, with all the things you're just, um, you're really just like, it's like an exercise, you just keep practicing that muscle till you get really good at it. And I think we've, we've gotten better at closing the gap, but there's always a new gap to fill. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you ever get tired of the same content? That's what I'm running into right now. I'm like trying to rethink, like, how do I it's not just about elevating the content, but like I personally need a change because I'm bored of the repetitiveness of the same stuff that I'm posting. And so, yeah, I know you're supposed to sit down and do a strategy and plan it all out. It, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm a one woman show. I do it on the fly, but I need like, you know, five or six things popping around that I can say, okay, this makes sense. And this is something that we can continue to do because consistency for me is key, right? Like if I'm going to start posting facts, then we need to post facts repetitively, or we need to, you know, add what, whatever it is, right? But what have you, what's worked for you? Like, you know, I'm just sharing, I'm also new to social media. I, I'm older. So I didn't have an Instagram account until May 21st when we did our event <laughs> <Yeah>. last year. <laughs> that, all, the, you know, Instagram is also like, it depends on like, do, do act, are, is your tribe actually on Instagram, right? There's, there's so many factors. Ours is because we are, we, um, we are, we are uh, very proud of our aesthetics. We're proud of being beautiful. So of course we're like, yes, you should see 6,000 pictures if I, if I can get it out there of our products. Um, but there, there was a learning curve of how to use Instagram too, because, um, I also, you're right. I do. I did also get bored of my own content. Like it started to all look the same to me. I felt like I was saying the same things. Um, but as we went on, like I started learning new things I could talk about. Like, like yes, I know my product like the back of my hand. I could, I could, I could rail on about my product for like hours probably. Um, but there's also um, people's like the, the questions of like, I'm afraid of a picky cat. I'm afraid of like this and that, like there's the addressment of like our, our communities, like, like fears and problems, like of like, I have the same issue and, or, um, these are other people who have the same issues and now, and they're fine. Like they, it worked out for them. So I think there's an, a, an addressing of like what other people are thinking, like on the other side, like it's not just about me talking to you. It's also like me answering your questions. Um, we learned that like, I, I only learned that until after the PopCat show when we met was that a lot of people were actually really interested 
and who we were and our story. I would get a lot of people who ask like, like, what does catenary mean? Like, like why catenary? And then that was surprising for me. I did not realize that people would be that interested. I, you know, I always had the story as like a background layer. It wasn't like the thing that I spoke about. It was like this product is what I'm talking about. Um, so we found that like we can put images and 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 talk about who we are and and do that rather than just like oh the, the bowls are stackable and they're beautiful and all the things. Um, so that was another fun thing that we learned coming from again talking to real people of like like what do you what do you want to see what do you want to know about us and and that was a surprise learn. Um, and also that um, we include a lot of pictures of other cats using our bowls. And that goes back to, again, like that we are, we are the buyers, but we are not the decision maker. <laughs> our cats are the decision maker. So I think it's really important to let people know that like you, your cat could love this as much as these other cats. It's not, we don't just love this as humans. Our cats genuinely love this. Um, so we've been playing with around mixing those three things. I think there's always more to be done. We're starting to introduce um, photos where they're split up in two posts. Like if you looked at our grid, you could, it was one photo that mm -hmm. is two. Um, so we're starting to, to play around with that. Um, but it's, I, I think that uh, we, we, we've always resonated with customers and our community. And it's just like talking to them and getting their real, and being like customer, um, like obsessed, like I'm obsessed with who you are. I want to know your cat. I'm like, what's their name? Tell me everything. Um, and, and then like replaying that and then like pushing that back out to the world of like, these are all the things that I learned because I talked to you. Like I, I, I am you, I also want to know about you. And so I think that's for me, like the key of like building a great Instagram community, um, which has been really important for us because we are, visual very visual yeah no i appreciate that and i do i love the aesthetic that you guys have going on and you know don't uh don't break something that uh doesn't need to be fixed right <laughs> yeah it is important too to like um you know i my favorite part of doing the events and talking to my customers is the conversations about their cats and when I get to meet their cats like that's like my favorite thing I have so there are several locations here in Austin I frequently do markets at and I see a lot of the same people and you'd be amazed how many people bring their cats to places around here on leashes and in strollers and in backpacks or, or just sitting on their shoulders. So yeah. um, you do start to meet people in the cat community. And I actually remember their cats names before I remember their names. <laughs> so it's really funny. I don't know why it's like that for me, but um, you know, being able to also just kind of embrace that, you know, this is the, trajectory of cat ownership right it's it's going to be a little more social and you know to be able to connect with them not just the person right to be able to connect with that pet it's uh like i said my favorite part get to know your cat why why is your cat named what it's named how old is it what's its likes and dislikes it's like i'm on a dating app for cats right? <laughs> yes <seriously. laughs> yeah. And everyone's got such a unique story of like, like how they were found or adopted or how they fell in love with their cat. Like, and, and I've personally had that experience. Like I, I love Owen, like from the moment I met him, I was like, you were the love of my life. And um, there, I think, I think that's like, I'm also a cat owner. So that's why like, I'm like, I know, I know exactly what you're going through. I get it. I get it all. Like, how can they be so cute? How do they get cuter every day? How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, exactly right it's like the way they sleep their little paws their nose the slow blinks yeah and unless you're you know and, and you know cat owners sometimes get a bad, bad rap you know crazy cat lady is like sometimes a stigma not always well, a positive <laughs> yeah. No, yeah I love that um but uh, there's like yeah like people that are cat people they don't get it like there is like you know, people who 
like because people who aren't dog people aren't like oh you're a dog person like some sometimes even people who are not cat people are like oh you're a cat person like it's like a like a orange flag or something like that and it should not be that way cat people are amazing and awesome and cats are awesome and there I think the transform life with you and your cat I think there's more of that there too for us of like the stigma will we want to like like make it the opposite way of like you're a cat person that's awesome like yeah I get to know you because you're a cat person exactly exactly and a cat person is not like whatever that box that we've put it in it's not the crazy cat lady on the Simpsons you know throwing cats everywhere uh, yeah. we come in all shapes colors sizes and demographics and backgrounds and there's this opportunity to connect people and learn from each other through our pets. And I think that that's such a beautiful way to connect with people. Um, and there's so many people like you meet and you're like, I might not have ever talked to that person unless I found out like they were a cat person. And then we have that common bond and understanding yeah. and experience. And so I really do love to meet people. So it is definitely a way to, you know, really connect and, and learn something from someone. That's all we're doing in life anyway, right? Learning from one another. I definitely agree with that, including our pets. Yeah, they teach you so much about unconditional love and caretaking and joy and companion, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's a good note to end on. We're nice and happy and giddy. Any final words for our listeners today? Um, I think just a thank you for listening. Um, I am not on the forefront of our brand and like, as I'm like, like my face and like, like I talk to people when I'm at events, but I haven't been like the, my presence on social media hasn't been like, it's uh, like me, Wixie. Um, so I hope that people who do know us got to know me a little bit. Um, I appreciate you so much, Alexis, for having a great conversation and, um, being an entrepreneur yourself and being a cat woman yourself. Um, so it's been wonderful talking to you. And um, I hope people will um, continue consider purchasing from Catenary because the more you support us, the more we're able to keep trucking along on our vision of creating more beautiful products. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Cheers. Crazy <laughs> cat ladies unite. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>